Hi there, skill seekers, and welcome back to the What If Project podcast. I am your co-host, Tracy. And I'm your co-host, Rain. We are two full-time work-from-home moms who decided a while back that our passions just weren't being pursued enough. And thus, the What If Project was born, where we are going after all things thrifty, preparedness, eco-friendly. What else are we doing? (laughs) Sustainable, self-reliant. Yes, all of these wonderful things that we both are super passionate about, but we really just didn't have time. So we've created a project where we can actually spend time intentionally doing the things that we really are passionate about and care about. So we're inviting you today to join us for episode 25 of the What If Project podcast as we dive into week two of our Going Green hashtag Earth Day Everyday module. So Rain, welcome back for week two. Well, thank you. How has the past week been? Oh, goodness. Truthfully, it has been pretty busy. You know, we had Easter in the middle of it, or I guess technically the end of week one, the beginning of week two. So there was some lead up in preparation for that. And just the kids are out of school for spring break now. So that's out of the regular schedule of things currently. So it's it's been a little it's been a little hectic. It has not been as routine as usual, I'll say. Right. And mine hasn't either because I'm traveling this week. I lived in the middle of last week and I'll be gone until kind of the end of this week. Um, So it's been a little bit different for me because I haven't been home to engage in some of our challenges from the comforts of my own home. I've actually been at my parents and traveling. So it's been a little different for me as well. But putting all that aside, we had decided we were going to spend two weeks really concentrating on making Earth Day every day and really diving deep into the go green part of our passion project because we know that in order to be more sustainable that one of those practices is to be greener to find ways to conserve in all different ways whether those are natural resources energy conservation water conservation making really good use of out of the things that we have already acquired so we reuse we reduce and very last case then we recycle and so we talked about those things last time in episode 24 and so today in episode 25 which we are recording on monday april the 18th oh it's tax day it's tax day everybody (laughs) true um and this will air on the 20th of april So I just want to just ask Rain and myself a few questions and walk you guys through the last week and then what we are looking forward to, not just in this week that we're in currently and in rounding out the two-week module, but also kind of long-term what maybe some of the practices or ideals or even idealisms that we've come up with that we really want to focus on. How does that sound, Rain? Are you good with all that? That sounds good to me. Okay. So when it actually comes to filling out the worksheet that we created and kind of understanding our why and identifying some areas in our homes that could use a little bit more attention or just in our lives in general rain just kind of of an overview how was that week one for you so i feel like my week one was uh it was pretty good like i said it was definitely a little 
disjointed as far as my routines generally go, but I did make an effort to really try to pay attention to some of the things that we're talking about and just bring some more awareness to what I'm doing sort of in and out during the day. You know, I really noticed that I have a lot of touch points for single use plastics in my life, which is something that was I, I mean, I'm sure that on some level I was aware of it, but I wasn't really conscious of it. And so I'm, I've been thinking through that a little bit. And I know that we're going to talk a little bit more about this along the podcast today, but I also am definitely feeling like we generate a lot of waste. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff that, that gets thrown out. And I don't know how much of it is really trash or refuse or how I can mitigate some of that, cut down on some of that. But those are the two things that really I've been most aware of, I think, over the last week. That's awesome. That makes me super happy (laughs) that that's even like top of mind. I mean, I feel like that was such a big part of doing this. This whole piece of the experiment is to really bring an increased awareness to our daily habits and just what we're doing in general and how that connects to the other pieces of our lives and including the what if project and the other pieces of our passions right how do they all go together and why do they work together right and then so for me same thing i I just think i had a, a greater awareness over the last week of overall being able to before i made any kind of decisions about what I was going to buy or what I was going to do to really think, you know, is this a green practice? And I know I already have a nice bit of things that I already do that are pretty green, but realizing there's definitely a next level, which is probably really annoying to a lot of the people in my life, (laughs) but especially like the people that I'm currently with, because I'm driving with family. So when I was like, no, I don't really want to go to Starbucks because I'm going to have to use a disposable cup. I'm not really interested. Thank you. But you're more than welcome to if that's what you want to do, but I don't want anything. So I think for a lot of people that verges on the edge of ridiculousness, and I'm okay with that. I love our planet enough and care about what I'm passionate about enough that if it's ridiculous, then that's fine. I'm okay with that. I could bring my own straw or my own to-go container um, which I've done my for the friends that I've carried that with. I don't think you've had the pleasure of me carrying around my my 10 to go container, <laughs> but it's something I've done in the past and and everybody shakes their head at me or just say, no, I, I'm going to eat my food and I'm only going to order what I can eat and I'm just going to drink out of the cup. I don't need a straw, you know, they, those kinds of things. So again, like an elevated awareness to say, okay, there is a, there's a good, there's a better, there's a best, and I'm just going to pick something better, you know, than, than what I was doing before. Gotcha. All right. So what are a few of the ways that you made Earth Day every day this past week? Okay. I did do a a few things actually. So I have been focused on my carry around reusable water cup. I have a cup. I don't generally use the bottle like you do, but I have a cup with my little silicone and metal straw. So I've been making sure I've had that as well as my reusable bags for shopping. So I have made an effort in that and part. So I've always had the reusable bags for shopping. I just always have them in my house, not in my car, or I forget them in my car when I go into the store. So I've been better about making that habit work. 
I've also been making sure that I'm batching my errands. That was one of the other things I noticed at the beginning of the week is it was just easy to just hop in my car and scoot around. You know, it's just a mile back and forth here and there. But if you do that two or three times, it adds up. And so I've been making sure that I'm like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this and I need to do this. So I just go out once and do my circuit and come back. I also spent some time last week dehydrating a bunch of oranges that I had. So I liked that because it preserved the food. There wasn't food waste. And so I've got those now that I can pull back out and reuse in some capacity later on. And so they did not go into the trash, which made me feel a lot better. And then one other thing that we did here just at my house, which is kind of just normal upkeep, but I really paid attention to it as we cleaned out our ditches along our road. Our road is a major, not a major thoroughfare, but it's definitely a connectivity point between two major roads. And so we get a lot of, we get a lot of trash in our ditch. And I looked at it and primarily what we were picking up were like fast food bags and wrappers. There are a lot of those, a lot of cigarette butts and like a lot of drink bottles and cans. So those are the things that seem to be either coming out of the back of recycle and trash trucks or things that are people are just throwing out the window, one or the other. So those are the things that I really, that I did this week. Wow, that's great. Yay, I'm so proud of you. Yay. So with with your reusable bags, was that something like, that you feel like now that can become a habit moving forward or like, is there a sticking point there? The sticking point is just conscientiousness, just making the memory and doing the action of making sure that the bag is in my car. And then when I get out of my car that I actually grab it and take it into the store with me because I've got a number of these bags. I buy them, I like them, but they're just, bags full of other bags is how they've been living life. And so I'm just trying to reintegrate them into my, my actual habits. Maybe we need to create some kind of cute sticker or like a a review mirror decal or something that's like, don't forget your reusable bags. Mm. (laughs) Something you can stick on your dashboard or like the review mirror. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad idea. Or even, you know, it would be helpful even if grocery stores or these places like TJ Maxx and Home Goods that sell these bags, why wouldn't they put something on the door like, hey, did you remember your bag? Maybe it's because they want to sell you another one, but it's not really. That's not very eco-friendly. Right. So, I mean, you know, maybe just helping remind the consumer. Yes, that's that's not a bad idea. I wonder how long it would take if we really did get some stickers like that made and stick them on a door. I wonder how long it would even take before a place would notice that they were there. Right. Like the grocery store, they might not even ever notice. Yes. Yes. And that's such a great, like easy thing that local businesses could do in order to just up their green game to invite people to bring their reusables before they actually make it all the way into the store. Because once you have your cart and you're only in the store, like nobody wants to go back out to their car and get their stuff. And you know, honestly, I like it because it's like a very easy kind of activism. Yeah. But I think you could even, I bet you, you could even approach a store manager and be like, Hey, this will cut down on your expenses of plastic bags and all that kind of stuff. Would you be willing to let us stick the sticker on your front door basically? Yeah. And while we're in the vein of talking about grocery stores, you know, even in that realm, there is a good, better, and and best. If you didn't have your bags and you've either forgot them or left them at home, 
which I highly recommend anybody listening, like make the habit of as soon as you empty them to take them directly back to your car set them, or set them like right in front of the front door. So you can't go out the front door until you take them because it took me like a year to remember and learn the practice of putting them back in my car right away. Um, and I also have a soft sided cooler that I keep all my bags in and that's what lives in the car. So then if I need to stop by another store or something that I have a little I mean, it's not going to keep stuff cold for long, but it does a better job than just sitting in a bag. So anyway, if you go to a store and you don't have your things, you know, you could do a couple of things. If you have a large items, they don't have to be bagged. You can tell the mm-hmm. cashier, no, thank you to that bag for that product, like laundry detergent, even milk. Like, yeah, is it going to get a little schmutz on the bottom? Like, yes, wipe it off. It's not a big deal. Cat food, dog food, you know, anything that's large, a box of big box of cereal. And chances are they're going to rip the bag anyway and you can't even reuse it. So just say no, or uh, certain grocery stores still have paper bags. You can ask for paper, which would be better than plastic. That bag is much more reusable. You can do all kinds of things with a brown paper grocery bag. And then the best, you know, bring your own stuff with you. So I think there's, even in that element, there's, you have options. You don't have to do like the all or none or a combination of both. I had some reusable bags with me and I went grocery shopping the other day, but I didn't have enough and I asked, did they have paper? And now the, the kid bagging the groceries looked at me like I had 16 heads. And he's like, yes. And I was like, can you use the, them please? <laughs> and he's like, I've never bagged groceries in a bag, paper bag. And I was like, you'll figure it out real fast. It's fine. You'll, you're going to figure it out. I have confidence in you. <laughs> um, so that was kind of comical, but, but yeah. But it's interesting how habitual people are, even at the store, like the people who work at the store and how it's difficult for them to not put something in a bag. So again, like all about habits. One of the things that I did this week, which was a new system here at my parents is they do not recycle and there's not a recycling service that comes by the house. So in order to recycle, you have to actually take it away yourself. And there is a place in their county. And then there is an additional place that I found for them where they can take their recyclables to. So I knew from being here at Christmas every day that all of us, which includes my parents, my aunt, myself, one child at this on this trip, and my sister and her husband. So that's seven people, it was nine people at Christmas. We have no problem generating a, an entire bag full of trash a day. And my goal was to really reduce that. And so I went to Walmart and I bought three additional bins that would fit right beside their garbage can. So they could put like 10 because we do use a lot of canned goods here and one for paper, which there is a lot of paper waste, I realized too, um, one for, for glass. And then they already had a container for aluminum cans, like soda cans, because they saved those for my uncle. So far, that it's working. I think everybody has kind of started getting into the practice and those bins are almost full. And we went from to Wednesday till today and the trash will probably need to come out, out today. So that far, like, so it made that much difference in trash. Like it was, wow. now I've had to go digging through the trash several times. I sent Rain a picture mm-hmm. of me <laughs> digging through the trash right. and was like, oh, do you see what was thrown away? Mm-hmm. This Ziploc can be washed and reused. So yes, I went a little extra, but that's okay. And we'll see what happens next. So my, the next goal is to actually go with either my mom or my dad to either the the landfill is where the recycling center is 
or there's a place in town that has several bins and you can put items in. Or my uncle said he would be more than happy to pick it up when they take theirs. So there's oh, plenty of options. So um, that's probably been one of my my biggest ones uh, so far because I, like I said, not at home and just making fun reuses of things. I do have to tell you this. Last night, my brother-in-law made himself a milkshake. And when he came back into the living room with the milkshake, it was in a quart mason jar but like it had just been washed because it, it said pickles like bread and butter pickles on the outside and mm. so i was like yes you're mm. reusing i love it thank you so i kind of got a, a kick out of him reusing the bread and butter pickle jar to have his milkshake in mm. with the tag still on it that's funny all right and i feel like you've already answered the next question which was were you able to identify any areas in your home work life that could be greener. Is there any of those that you wanted to talk about more in depth? You know, for me, the first week of our module is always about learning yourself, your own habits, trying to identify what's going on. And so I always feel like I do some of the activity that is part of our module, but it never feels like it's quite as much as I will do the second week or be able to elevate whatever that habit is for the second week. So like I said, I know that there are some waste issues that are happening. So what I'm going to try to do this week will just be to start working on managing those things that I've noticed, trying to reduce or eliminate some of those. And then the other thing that I will say that I noticed, and I don't use a lot of them in cleaning, but I do use a lot of them, like, especially in like personal hygiene stuff is chemical use. So I definitely would like to find a way to reduce the number of chemicals that I use in my home and around my family, not only for environmental reasons, but for health reasons also. So I do feel like there is some real crossover with the health of the planet and the health of the person. And, you know, a lot of these things that we're doing that are damaging to our home being earth are also, I think, damaging to our home being like our personal bodies. <laughs> so right. I, I definitely see some crossover there, which again was something that I think I I had an awareness of, but I wasn't really paying attention to. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely excited to hear more at the end of the week of how you deployed some of those items and created practices out of them. That's That's super exciting. Maybe we can have that conversation on Earth Day. Yeah. On Friday. That would be fun. That would be fun. All right. Did you find any statistics or information over the last week that you found alarming or insightful or particularly impactful? I have not personally done a lot of numbers research in that way. I did find a website that allows you to calculate your own personal carbon footprint and I started using it, but it was asking me questions about like how much is my average power bill and that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is more than I think I realized, which it probably should be more than I realized, but I did not complete that. I did see the stuff that you have put out on Instagram talking about like what percentage in the landfills is comprised of what types of, of items. And that was 
interesting to me. But as far as additional research beyond that, I personally have not done a whole lot of it. Gotcha. That was definitely a goal for for mine for the beginning of this week is to spend some more time with that and actually taking the statistics that I found and turning them into uh, usable content on our social media channels. One of the things that I saw, which I actually saw a while back in the book, I think we both started reading. I definitely have not finished. I haven't even gotten, I don't think past chapter two or three is the buy nothing project. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I saw it in there and it's really stuck with me. And it's actually in one of these books that I just picked up recently at the thrift store is that by the year 2050, that pound for pound, there will be more plastic in our oceans than fish. Mm. And that's not that far away. That's mm -hmm. like most likely in our lifetime mm -hmm. and definitely in our children's lifetime. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? What does it look like that there's more plastic than fish in our mm -hmm. oceans? And that is alarming. And I, I think that that is something people can like picture. Mm -hmm. I can actually visualize what that looks like, especially as we live like by the ocean, we are mm -hmm. in our waterways regularly. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean for us? And so it's definitely top of mind for me. And, and then small things like I don't understand why if I when I go to buy organic produce, is it all wrapped in plastic? It just seems so counterintuitive to me. Yeah. And then so then having to make a choice, do I buy organic or do I buy package free? And it and it, I just feel like why do I have to even make that choice? I understand not wanting things to get bruised or messed up. So it kind of to me then pushes everything back to trying to buy as much local as possible mm -hmm. um from you know local sources. So I don't have necessarily any statistics of, on that or why that happens, but it's definitely something I'm I get every time I Oh, I want to eat more organic. And so when I go to the grocery store, I'm trying to purposely purchase organic, but then it throws my whole plastic free purchasing or package free purchasing out the window. So it's so yeah. aggravating. It definitely brings us back to one of our personal goals, which is more self-reliance and personal sustainability, you know, putting in some grow your own food systems into place in our private lives. And two things that you said really struck me. The first one is you know, I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen these images of these giant floating trash islands that are out in our oceans that everything is sort of stirred up and mm -hmm. based on all the currents and whatnot, like it would just, it will congregate. And there are some of those that I think are literally like miles, miles yeah, uh, across, which is shocking maybe we should find something like that and share it to one of our stories or something just to give people a visual and then the other thing i think is i i think the idea of the use of plastic which i'm not saying it's a good idea or something but i think because organic does tend to be a little bit more expensive i find when i go and look at organic stuff on the shelves either the expiration date is super close which makes me sort of feel like it's been sitting there for a while like it's not being turned over quite as frequently or it's several months in advance or several months out which is why i probably think that when i'm looking at the ones that expire like next week i feel that way it's almost like they're packaging it because they know it's going to sit on shelves for a long time which again that seems to defeat part of the ethos of organic food. I mean, the idea is to keep it 
as healthy as possible. So if you're if you are a company that's producing this organic food stuff on a stage that's so large that you're expecting it to sit there forever and ever and ever. I mean, as a consumer at me, Rain, you, Tracy, like, are we really helping the system or are we making some false choices like you were talking about earlier where it feels like we're doing something? I mean, yes, obviously we're reducing our exposure to pesticides and stuff, but the plastic isn't any better. I mean, I did see something and I don't know where I saw it. It was on one of the accounts that we were talking about where I was talking about the microplastics in human blood where they had been doing like blood draws or something and they were actually finding microplastics in our blood. And they're saying a lot of that comes from these plastic bottles and whatnot, but I'm sure from packaging as well. Yeah. And our, the food that we eat as well. I mean, especially if you're eating things that are out of the ocean, Mm -hmm. because so much of what they're, they are eating has Mm -hmm. microplastic in it. And so then we're looking at the food chain problems. So yeah, it's, it is alarming to say the least to me, as much as I would love for everybody in the whole wide world to get on board and adopt a more greener life and lifestyle. That's, I know not everybody is going to do that. As much as I would love governments to make changes and install laws and uh, ordinances that would support greener practices, we're not there yet. But if there's one small sticking point, like if there's even just one small thing that, you know, one of our kids picks up or a brother or an uncle or a dad or a friend, then, then, hey, then that's one more step forward in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I agree. That makes me so happy. All right. So any aha moments or noteworthy mentions that you have come across? Nothing, I think, beyond kind of what we've already talked about, just, you know, chemicals and single-use plastic touch points and volume of waste and that sort of thing. I mean, those have all been, I would say, aha sort of moments, but I've sort of touched on all those. So nothing additional. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I I'm actually plan on creating either a video or a reel out of later today is I, I went and purchased all the ingredients to make my mom my version of laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. And just so happens the back of the baking soda box was facing outwards in the bathroom. So when I was getting ready the other day, I could see it. And there's like all these really cool things on the back of the baking soda box. Mm-hmm. And so while that's not like majorly like aha or overwhelming, like, oh, you know, like that's bad. You know, like this, it was something so simple and just so like way to go Arm & Hammer baking soda that on your giant, I don't know how many pounds that is, like two or three pound box that you've put this information on there that really tells people like, look, here with one product, you can do all these different things from household cleaning, personal use, smell, odor absorbency. So I was really impressed by that. And I feel like we live in an economy that has gone to, they will repackage the same exact thing 16 different ways in order to get you to buy more of it. And I don't like that. Like that bothers me. I want to know, and I want other people to be educated. Here's this one simple thing, vinegar baking soda, a glass jar. Here's all the things that you can do with that same exact product or exact same exact thing. Yeah. 
No, you're absolutely right. And again, that reminds me of some of the things that we were doing, especially in our second week of the made from scratch, where we were trying to use the baking soda, use the vinegar and that kind of stuff. And I love the way that there are these through threads. But you're totally right. I mean, there are entire industries that are built around teaching you how to do it too. You know, how to do private labeling of the same product just to sell it in different ways. And I think big companies do it too. You know, I mean, these companies are conglomerates. You think you're buying some sort of like wonderful toothpaste, but it's really owned by like the toothpaste devil, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get away from the system. So that's why I find so much value in these modules that we're doing as we're really educating ourselves. I'm really struck. You and I have not had much real communication over the last close to week because you are traveling. And I'm struck now in this conversation by thinking that I, I feel personally, I feel like I've missed out a little bit because this is such a passion for you. And when you and I have the opportunities to just have a quick little conversation or see each other for five minutes, those sorts of things are reinforced sometimes not necessarily by accident, but just as part of the rhythm of us being together and having conversations. Okay. And so us being apart, I think has probably influenced my experience just because I haven't had the opportunity to benefit from your like excitement and enthusiasm <laughs> and passion in that way. So that really just hammers home to me again, the special nature of our relationship and the way that we are are doing this. I, I will go on record to say I am more than happy to continue into the, the next week. <laughs> that's fine. You should. I want you to. I mean, I really do. I want you to. I mean, that's why we're doing this. I mean, it shouldn't, we don't want it to be right. a two-week, right. one-and-done kind of thing. So, Absolutely. I completely agree. This is something that I have really been feeling and thinking a lot about for a while now, which is just that mind shift from the kind of consumer mentality to a producer mentality, because I think a lot of these things that we're talking about are driven by this almost, almost insurmountable urge to just consume. And I don't mean necessarily even on an individual level, but as a society, it's all about get, 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 take, 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 eat, eat, eat. And it's just, I have really been trying to, to shift a lot of the habits that I have. If I examine them through that lens, it, it's easier to see the ways in which what I'm doing is damaging to uh, my goals, myself, my home, my systems, my planet, all of that. Right. Yes, absolutely. Even things as simple as being aware. I, I know in the past, drive-through life has been something that we have battled with and, and tried to like get over. I don't think you ever, I don't think we will ever 100% get away from it, but we're, we have done better. But just like having an awareness of, wow, that restaurant experience produces all of this this mm -hmm. restaurant experience produces like a, a fraction of the trash so you know what when yes. when we have the choice let's just go over here instead my dad just bought a toilet i don't and i apologize there's background noise because i'm not at home closed off in my little room where i normally am 
my dad's putting a brand new toilet, which came in a box that was shrink wrapped with like those big bands around it for a toilet. Like, I don't know why there's all this stuff. All the individual pieces of the guts of the toilet were individually wrapped. And I'm not saying that, you know, going to Habitat for Humanity and grabbing a used toilet is the right answer either, because I don't know anything about toilets, except that I need one. I'd like to have them on a daily basis. Right. I mean, I know that part. Is there a better answer? I'm not, and I'm not justifying one way or the other. I'm just saying the, the awareness and the top of mind to be thinking about it. If you only needed a little bit of shingles for a project is that something you could source at habitat for humanity yeah you know what maybe you don't need the specific color so we go see what they've got or maybe you can ask around on some of your local buy sell trade uh, groups or ask a friend i would love to have a dehydrator i don't have one so instead rain has offered me to let me borrow hers you Correct. know instead of buying another one and, and consuming more of the system so i think that the more practices that people can engage in like that the better and I do hope that at the end of my life, that there is a day that somebody is like, you know, Tracy really advocated for that. She really did a good job of that. So that is one of my life goals. All right. So lastly, before we close things up, I think we kind of have already addressed part of this too. But as far as plans for this week that we're in and week two, anything more you want to add there, Rain? I am just going to continue doing what I've been doing and hopefully building on some of these awarenesses and habits that I'm trying to reintroduce or just introduce <laughs> generally. There's nothing specific in my mind that I can think of right this second. Okay. Well, I will be traveling back home later this week. And so this is something else Rain and I have personally talked about is one of my other big passions is travel and you know traveling in general is not a super eco-friendly event that's not an eco-friendly activity so one of the things that i'm being aware of and mindful about is making sure that i try to minimize my footprint and my impact in my everyday life so that when i do have the opportunity to travel that i travel as green as possible and that I am always continuing that East lifestyle, either whether I'm traveling for work or vacation, that I can take that kind of on the road with me. That's something that I really want to dive into a little bit deeper this week and even document some of that in writing. And again, like I said earlier, spend some time really diving more into the statistics and providing some of those, whether they're in stories or in reels or on the feed. And then just continuing to engage with my family, my parents, my sister in this way that we've already been engaging in and really getting their feedback before I leave here on Thursday and just, you know, wanting to hear from their perspective. Is this something you think you will continue or is this something that you just are like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this, Tracy, but thanks for trying. <laughs> right. Yeah. And what are the obstacles? Because by learning what their reluctance or resistance or just inability or whatever the case might be, you know, maybe that's helpful to somebody else out there just having that conversation. Yes, I, I agree. And I think it'll be beneficial to me as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to continuing that conversation. My mom said the other day, she was like, your dad really needs more like dress shirts. So it was a thrift store, went over to his size and 
round them five right there off the shelf, just boom, boom, boom. Here you go, dad. You know, it's a fraction of the cost of buying new. We've taken something that's already in the system and reused it. It's all win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. And now he's ready for summer. So he's prepared. <laughs> that's great. So, all right. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add to our green conversation for this week? No, ma'am, I do not. All right. Well, I think it's been great. I'm really looking forward to the week ahead. I'm very excited to be celebrating Earth Day, and I hope we get to be able to spend some time together on Earth Day. It would be an honor and a privilege if that's something we can do. And if not, I would say, is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. 